week, we spoke about Jesus cleansing out the temple. Who was here last week? Just put up your hands if you were here last week. Yeah, fantastic. I like to see that. So last week we spoke about cleansing out the temple. And this is where we continue to read now in verse 17. I'm not too loud, am I? Okay. Then, G, then he, Jesus, left them and went out of the city to Bethany. And he lodged there. So he went and found them a bed of breakfast, uh, Airbnb, you know, um, in Bethany. Now in the morning, and this is the verse we're going to look at. As he returned to the city, he was hungry. You see, and when I read that, Jesus was human, 100% human. 100% God, 100% human. He knew hunger. He also knew his need for sustenance. Right at that moment, he was hungry. Now, hunger is a driving force. Who can agree with me? All right? If you are hungry, um, you want food. So a lot of times, there's a tip. Eat before you go shopping. And I just eat before you go shopping because because you're hungry, you go shopping. It's like, yeah, I need something now. So it's a pie and a Coke and a chip and a da 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 And suddenly you spend a lot of money because you were just hungry. Hunger drives you. Okay? Hunger can drive you to two ways, a healthy or unhealthy appetite. Or hunger, uh, and those people that exercise or those people that want a diet, you know, you're standing at a braai and they got all the Simba chips. Now all the Simba chips. And all the Simba chips is like 80% fat, if I'm... Correct, somewhere around there. It's just fat. Now, but we want protein. We want protein because we're going to, protein is good and muscles and da 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 da. And um, protein vitalizes, pushes up your metabolism and, and, and. So hunger can drive you towards good and towards bad, unhealthy diet. You want to see what a hunger can do to you? Go look, at, go look at people sitting on the street. They'll eat out of a dustbin, they'll eat rotten food because they are hungry. Hunger is a driving force. Okay? Now, next week, we're going to carry on on this part, what, what, caused, what Jesus did. But I want to speak about the hunger. And there's a spiritual hunger. See, you, are, you need to understand that you're, number one, you are a spiritual being. You live in a body and you have a soul. You're getting that. You're not a body. This is going to go away. What remains? Your spirit. Your soul is your will, your intellect, and your emotions. So your spirit can be hungry. It hungers. All right? So that hunger can be unhealthy or healthy. So I want to show you signs of a starving spirit. And that's what the title of the message is, A Starving Spirit. So what a starving spirit does, it causes us to overindulge. Because when you're really, really hungry, you overindulge. Have you seen children's church, children, home children eat? They don't stop. They just don't stop. There's no place to put that food, but they don't stop. 
Have you seen that before, where somebody just eats and eats and eats and eats and eats? They're trying to feed something more than their stomach. Okay? So it causes us to overindulge. Overindulge in stuff like watching TV and movies. Just caught up in it. Overindulge in scrolling on my cell phone. Just mindless scrolling. That's a sign of a starving spirit. But it's feeding on junk. See, if you take white bread and you have two, three slices, it might fill the hole. That pain, the hunger pain will go away, but half an hour, hour later, you're hungry again because there's no sustenance to it. And that's what unhealthy spiritual food does. It will calm down now, but tomorrow morning you wake up and your spirit is still starving, looking for sustenance, looking for something to eat. Mindless reading, just reading frivolous stuff. And just like, you following what I'm saying? An unquenchable sex drive. That is crying out of a starving spirit. Jack Frost talks about six Ps. So when we do Slaves and Sons, you can come and we'll learn it. Blah, blah. But Jack Frost talks about six. The first P is people. A starving spirit is always longing to be connected to a certain people. Can't be connected to normal people. They have to always go to a counselor. Always. I just need to see a counselor. I just need to, whoa. You know, the counselor just needs to, the pastor must pray for me. Yeah. Um, spending time with influential people, always spending time with influential people, always looking for the rich and the famous and the popular and the influ influential people, wanting to be acquainted with a certain level of people. Can't be acquainted with those people. Too good for those people. You know those people, they will just walk past you like this. They don't greet you in the mall because you're beneath them. That's a sign of a starving spirit. But it's feeding on junk. Okay? Running after pastors and prophets and giftings in church. It's a sign of a starving spirit. And I'm not saying it in a healthy way. Sometimes you want to go see the pastor. There's nothing wrong. Sometimes you need to see a counselor. There's nothing wrong. But constantly running after this pastor and that um, prophet and that gifting. Just running after it. It's a hunger, but it's feeding on stuff that's not right. Because it's looking at the person. And not the source. You find? All right. The next thing is position. The next sign of a starving spirit is somebody that's always striving for position. At work, they'll trample on people to get to a place. They will connive in business because they want to take people for a sucker. They position themselves in that way. In church, they keep on sucking up to the pastor. That's positioning. It's a craving. I'm not saying befriending. I'm talking sucking up. There's a difference. We all know sucking up. And we all know befriending. Okay? Sucking up to the past. It's a sign of a craving spirit. Trying everything to elevate themselves in front of people. So that people might think more of them. Because there's accolades. Or, the other is isolate themselves. Putting themselves one side. So that they're positioning themselves there. So that people might have a certain amount of pity towards them. 
Saying, but I'm not a people's person, so they distance themselves. Isolation is the work of the devil, and it's rooted in fear. Isolation is what drove Elijah into the desert to sit by the brook and cry out, It's only me left, Lord. I'm the last of your people, your prophets left. Isolate. That's the work of the enemy, is to isolate you. You see, the scripture says, he walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. If we study lions, they always go for the one on the side and the weak one, the isolated one. That's the one he wants to devour. That's the work of the enemy, is to put you one side, get you offended at the group, get you offended. Now you're positioned in a certain way. Or get me, let me get you around these people and pride fill your heart. And there's the fall. Solitude is completely different. Solitude is the work of the Holy Spirit. Solitude, Jesus practiced a lot of time. He went out alone to pray. He went out alone on the mountain. Solitude is the Holy Spirit drive. You see, the one is junk food, and the other one is the manna from heaven. Driven by calling. Solitude is driven by calling purpose, wanting direction from the Lord or instruction. The next thing is place. The next sign of people that have got a hungry, starving spirit is places. They only want to live in certain places, certain neighborhoods. They won't go to certain restaurants. They'll only eat at Jack's. But they are not spur people. Okay? It's beneath them to go to spur. That's somebody who's hungry in their spirit. They don't want to be, they only shop at certain clothing. They don't wear AC Kermans. Okay? And they, go to, they don't go to the PEP boutique. All right? They just don't go there. They only shop at Woolies. You've heard them. I only shop at Woolies. Hello? You've heard them. I only shop at Woolies. It's a hungry spirit crying out. That's a hungry spirit. Why? Because there's this association. There's this thing that it now feeds them. Oh, we all know Woolies is expensive. So you only shop at Woolies. So that you are implying that you've got the money to shop. So the money is giving you value and not the Spirit of God giving you value. The Creator telling you who you are and determining your worth. Okay? Possessions. You've met these people. Serious hungry spirit. Serious hungry spirit. They only want to wear brand clothing. They don't wear anything else. And it's not K-Way. I don't wear it. Okay? I think they must go into debt to wear K-Way clothing because that is phenomenally expensive. I wanted to buy myself a K-Way jacket and the guy said the price. I said, does it come with a masseuse? You know, does it have a massage button inside that time I pay so much? Okay, position. They only want the best. They'll always compare their possessions with other people's possessions. They won't have a normal binoculars. They only want the Zeiss 18,000 Rand binoculars. And when you go camping or when you go out of them, theirs is always better than yours. Constantly comparing and trying to show up other people. That's a hungry spirit crying out, I need sustenance. I need, and I am 
looking in the wrong place for it. I'm looking in possessions to feed what's going on on the inside. The next thing is power. Seeking to have power over people, talking down to people, belittling people, making jokes of people at their expense. And we're not talking about friendship banter. Not talking about that. There's friendship banter, and then there's belittling people, wanting to control people, have power over them. Wanting to control our own lives. You see, we've got this thing that we want to be in control of our lives. Hello? Okay. God says, submit to me. Amen. You see, not my plan for my life, but your plan, sir. You see, people run away from what God has called them to do because they are looking to sustain themselves in a different way, to feed their spirit in a different way, junk food, rather than submitting to God's calling. He's given their gifts. Okay? They want to control their own lives and destinies, not willing to submit to the Lord, hiding their talents. Hide their talents. They don't want to live out their talents. They don't want to present. These are the excuses that they'll use. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm too shy to do that. I'm too shy to sing. I'm too shy to pray for people. What are they saying? I want to be in control of my life. I don't want to God to control me. I don't want to submit to Him. I want to do what I want to do. I've got no time. I'm too busy. I just can't. I don't have the time to do this. I don't have the time to get involved. I've got no energy. I'm tired. Why are you tired? Because you're eating on the wrong thing. So they hide behind this, saying, that is a spirit that's crying out, I'm starving. I'm hungry. I need real food and real sustenance. Passions. Addictions and non-sober joys. You know, you can get intoxicated on exercising. Who knows what I'm talking about? You can get intoxicated on exercising. You're going to overtrain. That's an that's a addiction. I'm not talking to people here. But alcohol, drugs, nicotine. Totally consumed with my hobby. And I'll tell you the story. Now the Lord's stopping me. I'm not allowed to do that. Okay. Totally consumed with hobbies. Work. Totally out of working. Spending 18, 20 hours a day working. Consumed with that. It's out of balance. It's out of whack. You see, why do people overwork and why do they push so hard? Because they find if I'm successful in my work, if I achieve the highest echelon, it gives me value. Can you see that's junk? Where the maker says who you are, he determines your value. You want to know your value? He paid his, for you with his life. That's your value. He paid with his life. Amen. He says, How, what, what more can one do? What, what higher price is there to pay when you lay down your life for somebody there's no higher price who would you die for just who would you die for maybe our spouse maybe our children those are the people that we value the most who would you die for jesus died for you while you were still at war with him 
Bible says, were you while you were his enemy. He said, this is your value. I'll die for you. You see, our passions drive us, and it feeds something on the inside. It makes us selfish and self-centered. A starving spirit makes you selfish and self-centered. They only care about their own needs. You've heard this. What about me? Many a marriage. What about my needs? What about what I want? I don't care about the next person. I don't ask what's happening in your life. That's a starving spirit saying, feed me, Seymour. Feed me. My spirit's hungry. Fill my needs. Don't care about it. They don't care about other people's situations. I don't care that there's somebody living on the street. I don't care that person doesn't have food. They'll drive straight past him. I don't even care if the person will go to hell. They'll drive straight past them. They care more about themselves than caring about this person. And in that, they well, let me not jump the queue. Let me not jump. Let me not jump. They don't want to reach out, help out, or give at all. It's a starving spirit because it's all about filling their need. Selfish. See, a hungry spirit has, tends to start spiritually wander. Start wandering away from the Lord. Looking for other things. They go to churches or preachers that give an eye message. It makes music about me. I am a friend of God. I am this, I am that. They go to churches that give a message about how good you are, rather than how good He is. They go to a message of churches or messages that build people up in the place of Christ. You lift up Christ. He will draw you to Him. That's how you do it. You don't build people up so that they can call Christ in. You lift up Christ, Jesus. You lift Him up. You magnify Him. You make Him favors, His accolade, His praise. And He says, I will draw people to me. Are you a person? Okay, you lift Him up, He'll draw you to you. He'll draw those around you too. You see, spiritual wandering, the start, stop prioritizing church. I like the way Sari says it. You skip one Sunday, the next Sunday is easier. You skip it once, the next time is easier. You stay dedicated. You see, spiritual wandering, that's a hungry spirit crying out, saying, I'm starting to wander. I might even read and think about all of other philosophies and religions. So I'll go to a different religion and say, but I like this truth. Or I'll go, go there and I like that truth. Go on, because they spiritually hungry. It's about what I feel and what I and I'm no longer submitting to the word of God. I'm no longer saying this, this is the level. This is the cornerstone. This is the block on which I build. A hungry spirit, a starving spirit will start wandering. Starving spirit will 
Stop prioritizing prayer. Prayer time. Can I be confrontational? Ask you, show me your prayer time. Show me where you've put it in your daily schedule. Just show it to me. Is it 5 o'clock in the morning? Is it 10 o'clock at night? Is it 2 o'clock in the afternoon? Show me. And I'm not meaning to put anyone in a spot. I'm saying we need to recognize, like Jesus recognized his hunger, we need to recognize that my spirit's starving because I'm not prioritizing prayer time. I'm not prioritizing reading my Bible anymore. I'm feeding on junk. I'm finding something else to fill this void on the inside. And it will only last a short time. And tomorrow, I'm hungry and damage has been done. Just like junk food. You see, if I stop at McDonald's all the time, I'm going to gain weight, I'm going to get hypertension, all right? and I start having blood problems, uh, blood pressure problems. I'm, that's what's going to happen. Because junk food has side effects. Spiritually, I'll have side effects. And when I become in this place and I'm selfish, you know what happens with this, this, the water that I have received? The water that I've received that's inside of me and I stop giving it out? What happens with still standing water? It gets belasha. It starts smelling and stinking. Just like the manna in the Bible. Yesterday's manna started rotting. They couldn't eat it. And now, I actually become toxic. See, because I'm living on yesterday. I was a spiritual wandering. I start not obeying the Lord, not following His instruction when He tells me to do something, and I justify my sin. The Lord will understand. Well, you know, I've been walking with this for so long, or I'm struggling with this. Yeah, well, you know, we'll get married sometime. I'm justifying my sin. Because I'm getting fulfillment in that which is I'm busy doing. Rather than saying, I need real food. I need real sustenance. Banana people, oversensitive. Yeah, who's... who's Ever just open that drawer in the fridge and you take out that banana and it's all black. Who's done that? Where do you touch that thing? Huh? It's like you want to take it love because you know when you're going to touch it, it's going to just like between your finger. It's like, do they make banana bread out of those bananas? No, is that too rotten? Hey, okay. Some people become so oversensitive, they're like that banana, you can't touch them. You can't speak to them. You give them a compliment and they turn it around as an insult. You know? I like your shirt. Well, didn't you like my shirt last week, huh? Was there something wrong with my shirt last week? They turn it around. You give them a compliment. They're so oversensitive that you can't touch them. You can't speak to them. That's a spirit crying out. Feed me. I need food. I get so sensitive. When a pastor does one thing they don't like, they run home out of the church and send him a long email. Huh? Sometimes men can be like that, and then they turn on the other side, lying on the edge of the bed. 
because they become so oversensitive. Yeah. Mm. I see the ladies laughing. They know what I'm talking about. Gentlemen, the woman is laughing at you. They <laughs> sense about their names. Oh, please don't spell my name wrong. Oh, it's so oversensitive. You can't spell their name wrong. You're my own little brother, and you know, he, he didn't even say my name right. If you're oversensitive and somebody spells your name wrong, you're like, oh, they spell. Sorry, if it's you, I'm sorry. But your spirit is crying out. I'm hungry for sustenance because you are not defined about how somebody spells your name. If that defines you, you are eating of the wrong place. You need to eat from the Lord. Amen. At least spell my name right. You know, my name is spelled with a K and not a C. All right, Karen, I'll do it with a K this time. But I've got 10 other Karens with a C on my phone book. So we call her Karen. Now, oversensitive. Feeling oversensitive about a situation of your family. Maybe your family is going through something. Or there's relational things. And it's like, oh, so, so sensitive. But I can't talk about it. Ooh. Hunger is not a problem we have. See, hunger is only a problem when we don't have food. When we don't have the right food, hunger is a problem. Until then, hunger is not a problem. You see, you got a house. I know, everybody's got something eating this afternoon, eh? Who's having a nice meal this afternoon? Sunday, maybe late Sunday lunch, you know? Like, maybe plans to go to a restaurant. I know some guys, they like to go to a restaurant after church, you know? Because they're hungry. Hunger is not a problem if there's food. Hunger is a problem when we don't have food. So when hunger drives us, it must drive it. We must choose to let it drive us towards good food, not unhealthy food. Not to junk in the dustbin. Spiritual hunger does the same. See, Jesus loves hungry people. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. If you hunger for the Lord, it's a good thing. He's attracted to your hunger. He wants to fill your hunger. He wants to say, he says in his word, if you come and drink of me, you will never thirst again. All right? And inside of you, a well would spring up that others can drink of. He says, I am the manna from heaven. Your fathers ate the manna in the desert, and they died. But I'm the manna from heaven. If you eat of me, you will never die. What does he mean? You won't die physically. Yes, you'll die physically, but your spirit won't die. He says, this is my body. If you don't eat my body and you don't drink my blood, there's no life in you. But if you eat my body and you drink, you and I become one and there's life in you. So God wants a hunger in us. God wants a hunger in you. How do I cultivate a hunger? 
How do I cultivate this hunger? Because some of us might be in a place where we've just gone a little bit callous. We love the Lord. We've been saved. But that passion, that burning, that real hunger for the Lord has become an actual intellectual exercise. It's all yeah, nothing yeah. It's all about what I know, how good I can cook scripture, but I've got no heart for the Lord. This is how I cultivate. Think about food. You know, next Friday, I'm making myself a venison poiki. All right? I saw somebody make a face, a couple of people making faces. Mm, 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 mm. It causes something in the mouth, eh? You don't like venison, you must come. You'll love it afterwards. A venison poiki. I'm going to like stew that thing for four hours. It's going to be the most beautiful poiki. I can't wait for next Friday. You know? It makes us drool. You see, when we start thinking about the Lord, start thinking about the Lord, what He has done in our lives. Can you remember what the Lord has done in your life? Can you remember the day you got saved? The miracles He's done in your life. The breakthroughs He's given in your life. Can you remember that? When He touched you and you were filled. Can you remember that? What does that cause? Causes a hunger for the Lord. Start thinking about the Lord. Start thinking about what He has said to you. Constantly turn your mind to the Lord. Listen to testimonies and recall what He has done for you. Choose to read your Bible. Just choose to read your Bible. Talk, think, and read about God. Makes you crave Him. It makes you crave Him. Set food on the table. Just set food on the table. You know, in our house, we, we eat most of the time at 6 p.m. 6 o'clock at night, the food's on the table. I'm the first guy in that chair, bro. I look like Asterix and Oblix. Mine half my folks. Let's chow down. Rub it up, dub. Thanks for the grub. No, I'm joking. It's like we thank the Lord. But it's about the food. Because when you see that food and you smell that food, you become hungry. Set food on the table. Put your Bible somewhere you can see it. Go to church. You're putting food on the table. You're causing a craving, a hunger in yourself for the Lord. Praise the Lord at church, own home, in the car, at work. Praise Him. I wonder. I wonder. Do the people at work know you're a born-again Christian? Can they see you're a born-again Christian? Is there a sign on your door saying, we've got Bible study, one at Wednesday lunchtime? And people know you've got a hunger for God. And you want to share that. Do they know that? Spend time with people that seek the Lord. Has so we got good friends, good people that are not saved? We need to spend time with people that are saved. It's people that inspire you. It's people that got a hunger. People that are on fire because you'll catch that fire. Spend time with people. Prayer meetings. Go to prayer meetings. Go to training. It causes a hunger in you. Recognize your need. Jesus recognized his need. He was hungry. Came to that fig tree. Wasn't much pleased because that fig tree wasn't bare some fruit. We'll talk about that next week. But he recognized his need. 
We need to recognize our need that we can get so busy with work and play and life that we skip a meal. Who's done that? Who's worked through a meal before? Just didn't have time to eat. Proper hungry. Become weak late in the afternoon. At night, you're starving. A ravenous wolf. You know? Sit on table. You don't even look up. You just... Act is no longer. Who's seen that? Ah, who's been that? Ah, everybody's hands go up. You see, we need to do the same. We need to prioritize and not neglect to invest time with the Lord. Not neglect it, just be there. Make an appointment with God. Make an appointment for your prayer time, for your Bible reading. I want to know who's been stood up for a meeting? Who's been stood up? Some guy phoned you, I can't make the meeting anymore. Who's had that? All right. How does that make you feel? Now, proper, it, it proper irritates me. Okay? Especially when it's like, I can't make the meeting. Please excuse me. So why are you not coming? You got my, you, 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 what, 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 what's the problem? If you have a flat, or there's really been some chaos, I can understand. But we all know, nine out of ten times, a person just doesn't pitch because they don't want to pitch. Okay? Can't rely on you. If you say I'm going to be there and you're not there, and it makes me feel, and makes everybody else feel, like second-hand citizen, that I am not important. You know what? God is waiting for you in your prayer time. He's waiting for you. Are you pitching? Are you pitching or are you just too busy? Or are you sleeping a little bit longer? Because I'm too tired. I don't feel like it. God's waiting for you in your meeting place, in your meeting time. Recognize you need to be there. That he can fill you. He wants to touch you. Be disciplined in that appointment. You know, the, something that I've learned with Dudley and Rustin is their discipline. I am, it's something that just blows my mind. They are so disciplined. Yo, I look at it and I admire it. I constantly pray, Lord, make me disciplined like that. Because they're so disciplined. Most of us have got some form of discipline. Can I prove it to you? You are disciplined to brush your teeth every morning. Am I right? Who doesn't brush their teeth in the morning? <laughs> oh, my crack. The discipline is coming. Nee, with the rod. <laughs> we are disciplined. That you've, that's, it's that same discipline that you just apply in your prayer. Because you know if you don't brush your teeth, you're walking around with dragon breath. Am I right? Don't let your spirit smell like that. Be disciplined. Nee. Truly seek happiness in the Lord. Seek the Lord. Know that your joy... Your meaning, your purpose, your happiness lies in Him. It doesn't lie in millions of rands. It doesn't lie in accolades at work or in social circles. Because when all is done, they're not going to stand by you in the shadow of the valley of death. There's only one there. There's only one. and His name is Jesus. It's Him that walks through that fire with you. 
It's him that takes your hand in that valley and says, come, I've got you. Nobody and nothing else. Prioritize him. Seek your joy. Exercise more. You want to create a spiritual hunger that's healthy, that attracts God? Exercise more. When we go cycling, I haven't gone cycling, I must confess, for a very long time. Nor have I gone to CrossFit for a long time. But I know when I exercise or I cycle, and you do 40 or so Ks, you get off that bicycle, you are starving. These are big, long, big muscles that eat a lot, a lot of energy. When you get off that bike, all you want to do is get some sustenance. You're hungry. Spiritually, it's the same. Start exercising in the spirit. You see, how do I exercise in the spirit? It's very, very easy. Witness to the unsaved people. Witness to them. Yeah, but you know, Wilco, it's, it's difficult for me to do a one-on-one -on -one telling about Jesus. Can, can I be blunt? Is that okay? Without anybody taking offense, just want to be blunt. It ain't about you. How you feel in that moment counts for nothing. If you feel like melting, it means nothing. If you feel you're going to get rejected, it means nothing. Because that person who has never heard the gospel is going to hell. And you are saying, yeah, well, that's not really not me. I feel uncomfortable with that. Take that argument. Take it to the Lord. And ask him what he says about that. Ask him. What do you suppose he'll say? Oh, I understand, my child. Let them go to hell because you feel shy. No, 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 no. You see, there's a spiritual maturity for sonship. Or let's be inclusive with the ladies as well because some get offensive. It's children of God. And the Greek word is weos. Weos children. A weos child is one that takes ownership of God's kingdom and God's principles and has picked up God's heart and say, I don't care if I'm going to offend you now. I am going to give you the good news. And you might not like it. And you might never be my friend or talk to me at all. Or the relationship might be awkward. But I want to put it in front of you and say, I want you to know that Jesus loves you and he died for you. And if you believe in him, you'll have an everlasting life and you will not go to hell. Yeah, but I'm not a religious person. Neither am I. And neither is Jesus a religious person. He's a relationship person. He wants to have a relationship with you. Oh, but you know, I'm not so skilled in that. What skill do you need to tell somebody what the Lord has done in your life? You tell them what you do on the boat. You tell them about the fish that you catch. You tell them about the special at pick and pay. You tell them about everything else. Why not tell them about Jesus? You see, we mustn't be ashamed of the name of Jesus. Because he says, if you're ashamed of my name, I'll be ashamed of you. And then you get to the gates of heaven. And Jesus says, oh, I don't know that one. Shame. So you start exercising. Start praying for people. And pray in the name of...
of Jesus. In your mighty name. No, in God's name. No, because all of that are signs that you are ashamed of. Or that spirit, not, not talking to God, that hungry spirit is ashamed of the name of Jesus. Jesse Duplant is a very funny guy. He tells a story. He gets up in the restaurant, takes his family hands, and then he goes like this. Jesus! Clapart! Everybody is. You know what happens? Knives and forks drop. <laughs> Thank you for the food! Not ashamed of the name of Jesus. I'm still going to do that. I, I want to see how quickly my sons dive under the table. I'll do it for that reason. <laughs> Exercise. Testify about what the Lord has done in your life. Invite people to church. Invite them to church. This is how you exercise faith. It'll cause a great hunger for the Lord in you. Why? Because you'll start realizing quickly how much you depend on Him. How much you need to do this. Because in your own strength, you'll succumb. We all succumb. Get involved at church. You want to get involved in church. You want to grow a spiritual hunger, hunger that tracks the Lord to you, that deposits more of Him inside of you, is get involved in church. I make excuses. Get involved. Many places. We've got sound, children's church, outreach. We've got welcome, tea. We've got worship. Hey, start vacuuming the church. Get involved in church. Start serving in God's kingdom. It ain't about how we feel. Pray for people. Lay your hands on them. Lastly, we could be in this place where we love the Lord. We're seeking the Lord. But we've forgotten about that first love. That passion, that being on fire. I find myself constantly in this place. Saying, Lord, I'm losing my fire. I'm going through the motions. I want you to ignite that fire. I want to be in love with you again. I want to be in that space where I hear no evil and see no evil. And everything is about you. I, want, I find myself in that place. Maybe your heart's grown callous and you realize you're sitting there. You're like, no, I really don't have any hunger for the Lord. I come up to church, you know, because socially acceptable. Soothe my conscience. Ask. Ask the Lord. Just ask Him. Ask Him. Father, set me on fire. I long for you. I want to walk in a room and it must change the atmosphere. I want to walk into a place where people no longer see me but see you because I'm so infused with your glory. Your presence just go before me. I want to like be like Peter and John and Paul, that even my shadow heals people. I want to be in that place. I don't want to be intellectual about it. Oh, I know the Bible. I want to be in a place where I'm on fire. Please fire me up, Lord. Fire me up. 
I want a real hunger for you. And I want to be filled because your word says, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. Who's going to fill them? The Lord is going to fill them. I want to make an altar call this morning. The ministry team that has prayed with us this morning, when I ask you to help us minister these people, if you are hungry or desire a hunger from the Lord, you want, please come forward. Now, just come forward. You can play something nicely in the background. If you've got a hunger for the Lord, you've got a desire for the Lord, please come forward. We want to pray with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Where you are, just stand there. Just start praying. I want you to start praying. I want you to open your hands if you come to the front. Just start praying. You're not coming to a person. You're coming to Jesus. All this action is saying, Lord, I want you. I am so hungry for you, Lord. I don't care what people think about me. I don't care who's looking or not looking. I hunger for you, Lord. I make a decision this morning to put you and your opinion above what others say or think. I'm coming to the front. Just start praying to the Lord. Just cross. There where you are, start crying out to the Lord. Just start crying out to the Lord. Why don't you guys start ministering? As they come, just start ministering to them. Just start praying to you. Father, we thank you so much for your spirit right now. Thank you so much for your spirit right now. Thank you, Jesus, for your Holy Spirit right now. You are attracted to hunger. If you hunger for the Lord, you want to touch from the Lord, it's still open. The invitation is still open. Come to the front. Jesus, we worship you. We hunger for you, Lord. Thank you for your touch. Holy Spirit, thank you that you are here this morning, touching people. Touching people. Lord, we recognize our need, our need. I'm going to call you one more time. I'm going to call you one more time this morning. I want to ask you one more time. If you are hungry for the Lord, get up and come to the front. He is here. He is waiting for you to touch you. He has got a heart to fill you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Open your hands. Have an action of faith and believe. He wants to. You are ready. You are ready this morning. Yes, Jesus. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for touching people. Light them on fire, Lord. Set them ablaze. Start a fire in their hearts, Lord. Restore their first love. Jesus, we ask you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for your love, Lord. Thank you for your passion for us, Lord. Set them ablaze, Lord. Set them ablaze, Lord. That they might run and not get weary, Lord. Let them might soar like eagles this morning, Jesus. Here is she Jesus, ah, we hunger for you. We ask you to feed us. Feed us this morning. Feed us, Lord. Give us sustenance. Your spirit, God. Your spirit, Lord. Father, we exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you, Jesus. Thank you for you, Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for your fire, Lord. Your fire, Lord. Holy Spirit, fire right now. Holy Spirit, fire right now. Holy Spirit, fire right now. Flow, Jesus. Flow, Jesus. Holy Spirit, there you are. Just flow, Lord. Holy Spirit, fire. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We exalt you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We magnify you this year. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Your power, your power, your power, your power, your power. Holy Spirit, thank you for you. Thank you that you are here this morning. Thank you that you are touching people this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you are right now filling them, filling them. Fill them, Holy Spirit. Fill them, Holy Spirit. Can we ask you, Lord, to fill them? I don't want to command you, Lord. I ask you, Father, would you fill them? Fill them with your spirit, Jesus. Fill them with the fire from heaven. Fill them with your glory. Fill them, Jesus. We exalt you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Reba we worship you, Lord. We worship. We come to you, Lord. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us with your spirit. Touch our lives, Lord, this morning. We are hungry and we know our need. We know that you are the one that can fill us. Fill us, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Skalk sit for our eerste dikkie op van die worship set. Here, Basotoro, I want you to stand with me. And we're going to sing this song again. Here, Basotoro, Shutiayenene. Here, Basotoro, Shutiayenene. Here, Basotoro. We hunger for you, Lord. We're going to cry out to you a little bit more, Lord. We want to cry out to you a little bit more. We want to cry out to you, Jesus. We are throwing you, Lord. Come fill us, Lord. We are throwing upon our praise tonight. Just cry out to Jesus. Just cry out to you this morning. There's only one strong enough to save. There's only one who overcame the grave. There's only one who's worthy of all praise. of death and hell and in his name a power that can heal and by his blood our sins are washed away 
His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Wonderful Counselor. ministry team just to hand out the communion father we just exalt you i want you to stay in this place of prayer i want you to stay in this place of hunger towards the lord just saying father i need you 
I need you this morning as they hand it out. I want to, I'm, 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 I'm begging you this morning. Be sensitive to Him. He is here. The Holy Spirit is here. He is keeping His appointment with us this morning. And He wants to bless you. He wants to fill you. Father, we thank You so much. Thank You so much for Your presence, Lord. 